Time flies when you're having fun. And that's why this podcast is going to be extremely long for all of you. It's not fun. It's awful. And spending time with Luke is long and mostly awful. But, you know, things are sometimes not long enough. Too short. Life is too short. I mean, we just learned recently about uh, Queen Elizabeth passing away. Life is too short, even at 96 years old. And today, we're going to be talking about some games that are too short. You know the feeling. You get to the end of the game and you feel like, oh, I thought there was more left, or I wish we could play again, or anything like that. But they're games that, um, you know, you, you could you could add a couple minutes to them and, and you wouldn't be angry. You wouldn't be mad about it. Uh, but I still, I still maintain that all time with Luke is too long. I've never left your company and been like, oh man, I can't believe that was two and a half hours. Yes. You know what else is too short? This is Luke. And this is Jake, clearly not this introduction. And uh, you're listening to our board game podcast. Ménage à deux. Lukey pokey, lay. It's been a long time. I'm going to speak in English. It's been a while since I've uh, since I've called you pokey. Lukey pokey doesn't rhyme. I like it anyway. Yes. Um, How are you? I'm good. But you know who's not doing good? Someone called Randy. You're doing these weird, like yes, rhetorical yes. questions, and I'm waiting to be like, do I answer? Do well, I you know, not? A no, you know, like question. When you ask a question, someone's supposed to to answer. But anyway, like who's someone not called doing Randy. good today? I who's Randy? Uh, well, yes, I um, I received a box. Yeah, no, I'm not. I received a box today. Uh, a game called Cascadia, and the and the and the the author, like the creator, the the designer of the game. His name is Randy Flynn. And I was like, man, this guy has to be 67. Like, how old's a Randy when you think about Randy? I mean, I knew a Randy in high school, so that's... Okay, but 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 think about Randy. How old's Randy? Uh, you know, maybe early 50s. Okay, Randy. Let's, let's look it up. I'll, we'll, Late I'll, 50s. I'll look up Randy Flynn. Uh, Randy you know, Flynn. Yeah. Randall. Randall, there's a dude from, uh, what's that that show called? uh, What's that show called? uh, This Is Us? Isn't his name Randall? The one guy? Maybe it's the dad of the guy? (laughs) Uh, So I was right about 50, early 50s? I can't remember. Randy. Anyway, yeah, his name's Randy. So um, how are you doing, Jake? Uh, uh, Great. Uh, I have no (laughs) idea. That was not with Arkel. Your Randy fucking thing was brutal. Like, uh, okay, thank you. I was right. Randall is the young, the younger guy. Well, they're they're in their forties in the show, but you know, if you're uh-huh. forty two in twenty twenty two or whatever it is, Randall. I don't think they ever call him Randy. Yeah, um, in the show, I, I I don't think I've seen it all, but yeah, Randy. You know, Randy, yeah, which I, also means horny. I didn't watch This Is Us, so. My okay. wife did. Are you Randy? I'm not Randy. Cool. Yeah. And so. this is uh, this has been Jake. <laughs> like, why Man, we should just we... finish it right now. You know <laughs> what? So... That would be too short. There'd be a podcast that's too short, <laughs> or Somebody maybe like, too long. Fuck. I don't know if it's <laughs> yeah. too long. Like we 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 just well, this is basically I, that was shit. <laughs> I will. You know, it's a it's a B B minus. I'm not going to say it's great, but I. Uh, I would. We're going to get to how we did our list, but that's something I came across. Is like there are a lot of games. that's like, well, this could be too short or too long, depending on how you flip it on its head. But anyway, I have, have you... one that's exactly that actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For me, it's for me, it's time with Luke. Uh, oh. It's never long enough, but it's always it's always long enough. Um, I, I I know the feeling. I live with myself. Have you <laughs> have you played <laughs> anything recently? I have. You remember when I I told you that I played I had played uh, Quacks of Quedlingburg in the past? 
Yes, sir. Well, I received both expansions for the game, and I used some of each. Uh, I haven't played the whole thing for any of them, but the, the, the beauty of those expansions is uh, that you can actually like just use parts of them and uh, and like you add them to the game as you will. And uh, it's it's first Quacks of Quellingberg is a great, 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 great ugly game. It's such <laughs> a great ugly game. Um, it's it doesn't look good. It, it basically it feels like it's coming out of. 2003 when you look at the images and when you look at the box and everything but it's such a great game it's a uh, it's a uh, for some reason i can only think of the french version of it that i didn't know at the time stop ou encore et uh, push your luck sorry yes, it's a push, push your luck your luck exactly it's a push your luck game um, in which you're going to be drawing ingredients from a bag and uh, At some point, you have to stop or keep going because if you keep going and you uh, like all your of your white tokens or white ingredients add up to seven, then your potion explodes, and then you don't get all the rewards you're supposed to have if you stop before. And uh, it, it's such a great game that plays in I think it's nine rounds. Um, but the expansion, both expansions are uh, the herb, the herb witches, and Uh, the Alchemists, I think okay. that is. Okay. Yeah, okay. exactly. And um, from the Herb Witches, I only used um, I only used the tokens and the new books. So It's, it sounds almost like a vegetarian sandwich, an Herb Witch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, have, a, have a large Herb Witch. Yeah, can I have an Herb Witch with some goddess sauce? Goddess sauce. Yeah, that's something like that. That like I went to Subway at the airport because that that was the only thing that was open, and one of the like the sauces they have is goddess sauce or goddess mix or green god no green goddess sauce. That's what they call it. Green oh, goddess. God. Yeah, man, I'm not gonna. I I gotta no. bite my tongue on this one. No, go no, go go ahead. Not, I'm I'm listening. Not worth it. Not worth it. Not worth it. I not worth it. I'm not, I almost I, I almost I you like, almost got me. You I almost feel like got it's me. worth it. You almost got me to get into it. I am not doing it. I don't. First of all, I don't want to edit it. <laughs> and then um, while I'm editing it, I might decide to release it. And then somebody's gonna be like, "Wow, what an asshole that he just said that about that goddess sauce." Good, good for you. I'm glad people like it. Good, happy for everyone else. Well, um, we're gonna we're gonna check that box anyway. Oh, I've already you know, the box so, is checked. But yeah, exactly. I, there's a difference between it's funny uh, insulting and losing people your or, job. <laughs> there's that right, like insulting people. Yeah. There's like certain in our modern day society. There are certain yeah. things I can make fun of constantly, and people are like, "Haha, that's funny." And if those people are offended, they need to get over it. And then there's other things I can make fun of where they're like, "That's not funny. I'm offended." And I never know where it's like walking through a minefield. I never know where it's going to be accepted by one and not the other. And it's just like I ain't. Just, I'm just going to stop saying everything at this point, right? Like. If I say something and somebody's oh, that's sexist. Oh, that's anti-Jesus. Like, there's just all, everybody's just like, you're offending my feelings and my God. I'm like, <laughs> just fucking get over it. It's a fucking joke. But I also have stopped having it's, that it's, attitude. It's, no, it's sauce for, for a sub. It's sauce for a sub. That's it's it. It's called goddess sauce, Luke. Goddess. I'm a goddess. Yeah. Green goddess. Who puts that on their sub? It's like, I, I actually, I actually put some. What, what, what does it taste like? What does it taste like? What does it taste like? Uh, like green. You're more of a god, like a Buddha, than a goddess. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm like three Buddhas. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a burger shy of a Buddha. Like, um, like take three Buddhas, put them in a blender, and then like just like make a ball out of them, and that's me. <laughs> It's like I just hate some branding shit sometimes. Like they they call it the green goddess sauce because they know who they want to put on there. I'm, I remember one time I was in the drive-thru at Taco Bell, and they're like, oh, would you like anything else? And I'm, I'm there with my brother, and we go, oh, can we get a couple of empanadas? And they go, what? Go, two, two empanadas. I'm like, what are you saying? I was like, em empanadas. And they're like, are you talking about the apple pies? I was like, 
You work here, not me. I didn't choose to call it an apple empanada. I feel like an <laughs> idiot ordering an empanada. What did the, look, at, I'm, the, I'm the whitest, pinkest, blondest motherfucker ordering an empanada, trying to pronounce it half decent. I didn't choose that brand name. And they're like, what, are you talking about the apple pie? Yes, I'm talking about uh, the fucking apple pie. Anyway, Green Goddess just, <laughs> sounds like a great sauce. It's just like when you go somewhere and they said, that you're looking for a smoothie or something like that, and it says mango tango. Oh yeah, yeah. And you're like, and you're like, man, mango. I'm just yeah. saying mango. I'm not saying tango. Like, I am not. Saying <laughs> I'm not going to say blueberry fury or something like that. You know, it's like <laughs> I'm not. I'm not playing with you. <laughs> Can I have yeah. the blueberry fury, please? On then you get like the opposite where you go to Starbucks, right? So rather than having the employee that's like, you know, what do you, do you mean apple pie? I go in and be like, oh, can I get a large cup? Because I'm more of a, I'm more of a yeah. Tim's guy. I don't care. I do like. I find Starbucks to be better quality, but like, yeah. I'll go in and be like, could I get a, a large, you know, black uh, Pike Place? I like the Pike Place blend. And they'll be like, do you mean a grande? And I'm like, are you, uh, are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know those. I actually, I have no clue what those mean. Yeah, I, I get it. I. Yeah, I work in marketing and advertising. I get it, but like, yeah, no, I do the same. I I actually point at stuff. I point at stuff. Uh, I'd like to see walk in. Okay, near challenge this week is to go order a coffee at Starbucks, and all you can do is point. You cannot use words. <laughs> I want to see if you're able. Well, to Well, that's get a what coffee. I do because I I don't know their funky words. I'm just like, what what is like Bellissimo coffee? I don't know. Like, it's a small. I just want the, the small. <laughs> bellissimo. Like, whatever you want to call it. Uh, bellissimo. Well, what is it? Chiquito? I don't know what no, they call just, it. Just use other Italian words for like, for small or like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I mean, it's, 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 it's a chain from, it's, it's a chain from, from Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, it's not yeah. like, it, like, why is it called Grande? Like. I know. And then but like, what are the other sizes? Like what's medium and small? Like Chiquitito? So tall, I don't know. I think it's no, tall Grande. Tall grande venti. So it's like tall is obviously a word in English. Grande, I think, is big in both Italian and Spanish. We talked about this already in another episode yeah. where Italian and Spanish have some yeah. crossover. Grande. And then venti, I'm guessing, means 20, which is 20 ounces of coffee. That's what I'm, I would guess. Oh, my God. 20, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah, like the small. Give me the small. You know what I mean. <sighs> small, medium, large. Herb witch. This is where so, this yes. all started. Green goddess. So basically, uh, you have. Uh, I played with the new tokens from uh, the uh, herb witch. <laughs> uh, I, I think you're supposed to pronounce it herb. It's just yeah, funny when you say it together. It does sound like a sandwich to me. To me, I know because that's why I said herb witch instead. Herb, time. herb. Yeah. So herb witch, uh, herb witches. Basically, uh, I just use the new tokens. Um, you have witches, but I haven't used them all, uh, yet. Um, I've heard that they're not necessarily fun. Like they don't add fun to the game. So I don't really care, but you have new pumpkins. Usually the pumpkins are a value of one. You have new pumpkins that are six. So it gives like, it, you actually progress on your track more than with the regular, uh, pumpkins, but they are the tokens that cost the most. So you're not like, I was not able to buy one. So I played with Musa and Musa was able to buy one, but I don't think it came out before the end of the game. So maybe that's a game that's too short, but anyway, and you have this new token. That's a sort of flower that doesn't have a number on, on them. And uh, it just has a rule that tells you what the value of that token is, uh, depending on the book that you're playing at that time. So if you've never played uh, Quacks of Quedlingburg right now, you're probably completely lost but if you have, uh, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Then uh, I also played The Alchemists, and I really love that expansion. It adds, uh, I don't even know what, like, I'm not a scientist, so I don't know what those receptacles are. Like, a, not, it's not a Petri dish. It's that, like, sort of, like, triangle jar, whatever that's called. Um, and, I would call it a Petri dish, I guess. I haven't seen the game, but is that... Yeah. But Pete, it, it isn't a petri dish sort of just like a like, like a the plate with you sides the, that are. Will you put the cubes uh, hmm. in pandemic? I would call that. Yeah, a petri yeah. Dish. Does it look like? Yeah, that yeah, but the, no, not at all. It's like a triangle. It's sort of like oh, a beaker, a, a beaker, a bichère in French. Yeah, so a beaker, beaker? Yeah, a beaker. Okay, yeah. A, so logic would, <coughs> yeah, it sounds I like would suggest that bichère and beaker might be the same word. Yeah, 
I, I, I feel like that's right. So, uh, Becherel have... in French, you know, a little uh, the grammar word we call it the Bicaral. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you do. Whoa. Go ahead. I go wouldn't ahead. be surprised. Yeah. But anyway, you have a, a beaker that you add over your, um, your like cauldron. And uh, whenever, like, when, whenever you end a round, so when you stop, because that's the goal of the game, at some point you're going to stop, you count the number of colors you have in your cauldron, and then you progress that many spaces on that beaker's track. So there's a track on the beaker, and it will give you some uh, advantage. Some, like, sometimes it could give you, uh, like, you, you could gain some tokens, you could gain some uh, jewels and stuff. Like, so basically, you gain advantages according to where you land at that point in, in the game. Uh, also, uh, if ever your neighbor's pot explodes, you uh, progress one more space. And if ever you, uh, you like, your white chips add up to seven exactly you progress whoa, one space whoa, on. whoa. racist caucasian chips thank you uh no they're definitely white they're not like pinkish blemish <laughs> thing <laughs> pinkish blemish yeah no they're like white white uh so yeah so that's that's what you do with that it adds some new books as well uh you have also the chips that you got in the in the in the the other expansion plus you get new cards, which is great. So I played those two expansions. I absolutely love my experience. I, I will have to try the, the, the Herb Witches, but um, so far I love the Alchemists. I love the cards from the Herb Witches. I love the new tokens, and I love this game. It's such a great game. So I, I don't really, cool. really, really, really want to try it. Like I've yeah. read a lot about it, seen a lot online, and... Yeah, and uh, you just get rid of the insert, and then you can put all the expansions in one. Oh, box. that's nice. I do that all the time because of space. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, exactly. cool. So me this week, what did I play? Thanks for asking. I didn't give you a chance to ask. You were drinking a bit. What are you drinking? You got Zevia going on. I got the Doctor well, right, Zevia right now. I'm just having Pepsi Zero, but I I have a lot of Zevia. I appreciate Zevia not douching it up with the Doctor Pepper flavor and like trying to be their cheeky. own. Yeah, they're just like, it's Dr. Zevia. Like, it's Zevia. It's Dr. Zevia. It's like, cool, thanks. Unless they were trying to do like a Dr. Zeus joke from Planet of the Apes, but I don't I don't think so. Dr. Zeus? Dr. Zeus. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Zeus is also yes. Um, this week, I played a game called Lost Cities Roll and Write. Um, ah. As many of you know, I am on the quest to find my favorite Roll and Write game, um, and this is another one that, uh, showed up in my cart somewhere and I just bought it and it came in and I was like, cool, let's try it. Um, in this game, uh, I think it's almost criminal to call it lost cities. <laughs> so uh-huh. it's, uh, you've got a, a piece of paper with six different colored columns, um, similar to the, if you have the expansion for lost cities, the six different colors that you would have. Um, that you can collect. And is, you have six different dice that you roll when it's your turn. And um, three of the dice have colors on it and three of the dice have numbers on it. And so you roll six dice. The active player gets to choose two, one color and one number. And he leaves the other four, or she leaves the other four dice for the other players. And the other players can take whatever combination of colors and numbers that they want, but they don't get that privileged two that they pull away, which... It's one of those situations where maybe what the active player took is not what I actually want, so it's not a big deal. But it's kind of cool when you're the active player, you know for sure you're getting something out of these six um, that you want. And then you write a number down. If you want to double down the same way that you do in Lost Cities to make it a double score for the for that particular column that you're building, you need to take a zero. Zeros represent tens, or they can represent a, um, a card that you – or a, when you – to take that turn to double down before starting that column. And uh, you continue that way. There's also two other columns that have uh, pots and dice, and they have uh, slightly different rules where as you're filling in the piece of paper, sometimes you'll hit a symbol with a pot, and so you get to scribble out a pot, and that gives points. And um, every once in a while, you will choose to refuse to take anything, and that means that your 
you scribble out dice and that goes up and gives more points. But if you eventually at one point take too many turns where you didn't take any dice because they didn't work for you that round, then instead of getting uh, 70 points, you get zero points out of doing that. So it's like a, be careful how many times you're not taking numbers and colors throughout the game. Um, and then you can go to all six colors if you want, or just choose three or four and focus on them. Each of the colors is slightly different. The paths, like not terribly different, but there's one that has a lot of acceleration symbols. This is where when you write a number in that box, you can now choose any of the expeditions and uh, increase them by one number. Uh, and then um, there's some that have mo many more of the pots in it, and there's some that has a mixture of pots and acceleration symbols. So uh, up to the player to decide what they want to do in terms of going to one, two, three, four, five, or six colors. Uh, and you have to place your numbers in uh, ascending order, or at least the same number. So I can, if I have a three written, I can put another three, but I can't put two or one uh, in that situation. So each of the columns is like nine or ten tall and. You're just rolling and playing. And at the very beginning, I was kind of like, yeah, this one's going to Value Village. Like, I just immediately was like, this mm -hmm. is way too boring. Like, it's not really interesting. But what started happening is as you're rolling this whole, like, you can only put a number of the same or higher, you, you kind of find yourself in situations where you're like, well, I don't want to not take dice because I'm getting too close to that breaking point of not getting 60, 70, 50 points if, I, if I'm not careful. But at the same time, I really don't want to jump from a two to a six because I'm never going to, or a two to a seven because am I really going to get eight nines and tens? So that, as much as I said, it has nothing to do with the game, that same feeling of urgency to play now, but hesitation to play now is there. Because in, in Lost Cities, it's the same thing. You're like, I don't know if I'm ever going to see the six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Now, I do know there is a six, seven, eight, nine, ten in the card game. I know that it exists. It's either in the deck in the discard, in my hand or in my opponent's hand. It, it, there's no other place it can be. And that I find way better in the card game because you're thinking, am I going to be able to pull off uh, putting this five down as my first card? Because if I can get this seven, eight, nine, ten, it's 100% worth it. Or even just like the seven, eight, I've broken even in the card game. Whereas in this one, it's much more luck because of the dice. Um, but I found that that forced me to make interesting decisions like, starting another color I shouldn't have because I was like, well, it's better to lose 20 points than it is to lose 70 points. So I'm just going to see what happens. Uh, and there's a couple of little bonuses you get for being the first to cross a certain line in each uh, column and everything. But it got better as the game went on. And when it was over, I said, that was way better at the end than the beginning because it felt tight and it felt like, okay, what am I going to take? And then you would watch them roll the dice, the other players. And you're thinking, okay, don't take that purple. I need that purple, you know? Like, oh man, I really need that three. And then you see them be like, I'm going to take three purple. And you're like, God damn it. And you just have to make do with what's left. So, uh, but what's cool is if the active player cancels, it says, I don't take any die, any dice, um, you get all six. The rest of the table can use all six to, to do any combination they want. So it's almost like a, a huzzah moment because you're like, great, we're not limited to only four. And now, even still we're limited because it's only three colors. It's not all six of the colors and it's not a bunch of numbers, but um, it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite roll and write at all. I think uh, it would be top of the list for getting rid of it if there was a space issue or if I had a bunch more roll and writes because they're usually pretty small boxes. But if I have more coming in, uh, it won't. Uh, it probably won't stick around too much, but it got better. It got better as the game went on. It got tighter, more intense. The decisions were a little bit more interesting, where in the beginning it was just kind of like, it's just open season. This is boring. Roll the dice. Let's go. So uh, if you like rolling rights and you're like really into them and you want to try it, it's only like, I think, maybe 1999, not even. So I would definitely suggest it to anybody who hears what I'm talking about and, and thinks they like it. But being called Lost Cities is super loose connection and even lost cities the theme is just that the cards get closer and closer to some sort of monument it's there's nothing really about uh, there's no expedition there's no exploring it's just um you know it's a it's a pasted on theme but this one's by reiner canizia so i i may be you know offending somebody yeah. out there who's like reiner canizia is a genius how dare you and i will admit reiner um because i know you listen to us it got a lot better in the last 10 minutes. It's 20, 20, 20 is 30 minute max game. The last half and the last third was like, okay, I really need to think carefully and be creative about how I'm going to solve this puzzle so that I don't bust on my dice path 
but I still maximize the colors and numbers that I need to get the most points as possible. So that's Lost Cities Roll and Write. It's funny because I played, well, first the theme is like, I mean, as you said, even in Lost City, the tame, the the tame, the theme is pasted on. But in this one, it just feels like they want to. Well, it doesn't feel like it. It's actually what they're doing. They're just trying to cash in on the uh, popularity of the the original game. But it doesn't like I looked at the components, and it's basically a bunch of dice and a pad, and it doesn't look anything like the original game, no, at except all. for but the cover. I think, that, I think that like let's say we had the exact same game, the exact same thing, but then you make the theme. I don't know, uh, food. And uh-huh. each of those categories is a type of food and you're a chef and whatever. You'd still at one point be like, I don't know, ascending only numbers in different colors. <laughs> like it would start, you might draw similarities, be like, this is kind of like a Lost Cities dice. I could see somebody maybe having that comment, but yeah, it's a, it. I don't want to accuse them of like cashing in on the popularity, but I, I think that they said, hey, rolling rights are popular. It's the hotness right now. Let's make one. And there's Reiner Knizia being like, I have an idea. <laughs> uh, it's funny because I played a, a Reiner Knizia this week that I had not played in a while. And it's uh, ingenious. Have you played that one? Uh, I don't think so. Um, it's actually it's got a it's white, a, white box. And, well, the, I have the old box. I know now they have like plastic tiles and everything. I have the one with the, like, the cardboard tiles. Oh, so cool. it's, it's, it's fairly old. I mean, it's fairly old. It's, I don't know, like 15 years old. But... Um, but it's uh, it's like 100% abstract and I don't care. Like, I don't mind. They don't have to like put a, a paste a, a, a theme on it. It's just colors and shapes and you're trying to make points in like with lines of shapes or colors. So it's fairly simple to understand, but it was, it's, it's a good game. It's like, we had a blast. We actually played two games in a row. So uh, wow. it's funny you know, that you French, mentioned. It's called uh, Genial. Genial, ingenious instead yeah. of ingenieux. Which is weird, but yeah. Yeah. Genial. Yeah. So, Jake. Jake. What are we talking about today? Well, we're going to talk about games that we find too short. But what does that mean? How did you make your list? Like, what's what's a too short game for you? Right away when you mentioned this to me in our chat, like, let's do too short and too long. Because, oh, spoiler alert, there will be a future episode that games are too long. Yeah. Um. I was like, oh man, that could be so subjective, right? Like, like uh, it could go so many different directions. So I, I tried to think of different categories of too short. I didn't like have five categories and found a game for each one, but kinda, kinda. And so I found games that like, it feels like there's something in there that you're never gonna use because you just probably won't use that. Uh, I have a game where it's like, it's to me feels like it's not a good game. It's kind of broken and there's too much of a risk that a certain part of the game won't go very long. Um, there's a games where like, you feel like you're about to do something good and then you don't like it, it, it that's kind of what I thought was too short or, or then, and then again, there's games where you're like, man, that was amazing. We, we almost finished, but we didn't. So I started thinking about it that way, those types of games, because by default, you might say, oh, a game that's too short must be a game you like because you want it to be longer. And a game that's too long must be bad because you want it to be shorter. But I don't know that that's necessarily true, but based on the direction you go with this list, you could see how with small tweaks, these games could probably be even better at a different length. Yeah, I was uh, the reason why I came with that idea is I was playing a game that is on my list. And uh, at the end of the game, we were like, man, I like I feel like we're just starting. We're just starting to like have something awesome and then we have to stop. And uh, so that was the, the like how it, I got the idea. And then I, I decided to just look at all the games I played because like, I have a game, of, a list of all the games I played. And I went, I looked at every single title just thinking, how does it like this? Does this ever feel too short? Like when I play this, does it feel too short? And so I might have different reasons uh, depending on the game for it to be too short. So we'll see how it turns out. But uh, and it's kind of funny because you mentioned earlier that uh, some games are sometimes too short, sometimes too long. And I have, I, I guess I'll have a special mention that can be on both lists. So, okay. yeah. Cool. Yes. All right. Well, I'll give it, I'll give it a start then. I'll start with my number five. Uh, my number five is a game we've talked about before. In fact, a couple of these are games we talked about before, but not in a while, at least many of them. Um, and it is called King of Tokyo. 
And uh, you might be like, wait a second, how is that possibly too short? Have you never played at five or six with Tokyo City and Tokyo Bay open? Yeah, that would be too long for me. But King of Tokyo for me is too short, not because it ends too quickly or I felt like oh, I was finally getting the whole hang of things. It's that pile of special cards, that pile of special cards that no one ever buys. Like, I'm not saying no one, but almost no one. And you might be like, no, Jake, that's a viable strategy to win King of Tokyo. I just don't believe it. People don't go for them, especially newbies. And you might be like, oh, well, you should only play with experienced gamers. It's like, okay, so we're going to just bust out all the most experienced gamers I know to play King of Tokyo, a, a, a lightweight, dice-chucking, back-and-forth battle game. Like, it's. I'm not saying gamers don't like it, but I'm. It's. they put this deck of cards in there, and it's like, I'm not saying it is too short. It ends really quickly. You play, you're just chucking dice, somebody dies or people die and somebody wins. And I just think that 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 component, and you kind of mentioned this a little earlier, maybe it'll be a game you mentioned as well, being like, I don't use that. So I guess the game's not long enough because if it took 40 lives instead of 20 lives, then maybe people would be like, okay, I really need to get some competitive advantage here. But then the way the game is designed, it's just people bouncing in and out of Tokyo, trying to gain points, trying to attack each other and just roll the dice. And then there's always people that are just going for numbers. They don't even want to fight, Yeah, which is fine, but they just still don't go for those cards. And I think that's because probably the point total is too low. You need 20 points to win or you only have 10 life. If you double that and make it, you need 40 to win and, and 20 life. I think people would be more inclined to go uh, use those special cards, which would add an additional layer of strategy and tactics to the game. So my number five, King of Tokyo. Good pick, good reasons. Uh, my number five is a roll and flip and write. Sorry, not a roll and write. It's a flip and write called Cartographers. Um, in Carto Have you played Cartographers? Because no. you own it. I yeah. do. A certain friend of mine gave me a copy. Yeah, so it's, it's a great game. Uh, but... For some reason, there's like, there, well, not for some reason, there's four seasons. There are four seasons, and then you're looking at your map, and you're trying to, like, make a combo of points, because you're trying to, like, depending on whatever rule is going to be uh, happening, because you're, you're playing, like, the set of rule A and B at first, and then B and C, and then C and D, and then D and A, and... Often, I feel like I get at the end of the game, because, like, as seasons progress... They get shorter, so it it the 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 I, I think winters last, and then winter is way shorter than the first season. I don't remember which season's first, but who cares? Season one, two, three, four. The fourth season is shorter than the third, which is shorter than the second, which is shorter than the first. So the rounds get shorter, and just as you feel like you have, you're starting to make points, like you're starting to sort of like getting a a map that makes sense then the game ends but at the same time your map is pretty full by the end of the game so it it is a good time to stop but i just feel like ah oh, man i didn't get to do what i wanted to do with those drawings so it's a mind you it's a great game but every single time I finish, I'm like, ah, I wish I had just like one more turn to do this. But then I, I don't. So uh, my number five is cartographers. Yeah, I, I almost could have, for the same logic and reasoning, included stuff like tapestry or um, or um, Everdell. But I, I felt like I shouldn't include games with fixed amounts of rounds, like uh, seasons or turns, because it's not too short. It's that maybe you didn't maximize enough the turns. Maybe you didn't plan well enough. I don't know. I don't know the games well enough to say that, but I had that feeling playing both of those games. So it was like, felt like I couldn't get done what I wanted to. And it felt like I finally was starting to be able to. And there's another game whose name I won't mention, because I'm pretty sure it's on your list that that happens to me too. Well, um, mind you, when I'm saying that, it doesn't mean that the game's not well designed. It's, it's like, I, it's kind of weird to say, cause I love the feeling. I just feel like it's too short. Like, I'm like, oh, I, I wish I could keep playing. But it's not because it's like, I love when I finish a game on a high. Like, it doesn't die, but I just feel like it's too short. Not as a bad thing. It's just too short because I want to keep playing. So yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, totally understand. Yeah. Uh, my number four is a dexterity game where you are flicking dice down a bunch of uh, 
platforms. It's called Tumbling uh, Dice, uh, and the reason it's too short for me. I'm is curious to hear the reason because I'm like I'm wondering. It, it's silly. It's silly. It is, but for me, every time I play this, especially with a certain friend, but with many different groups I've played this with, we always say, "Okay, first to a hundred wins." You're playing, you're playing, and you get to somebody hits 100, and everybody in the group goes, okay, first to 250. No, 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 okay, first to 500. <laughs> like, and I played where it's like, okay, first to 1,000. That's it. That's it, guys. First to 1,000. And all of a sudden, you're like, do we do first to 1,500? Like, you, and, and you're saying, nah, let's just cut it. Like, that's how good and addictive of a game it is. You want to just keep playing it over and over again, and it never feels like it overstays for me. Like, yeah. eventually, finally, we're like, okay, dude, we did first to a thousand. Let's let's just watch some TV or something. Because I'll just I'll like play, play six a, games instead of like one big. That's game. fair. Yeah. That's fair. Because I'll usually play this with like a bunch of friends later in the evening, couple drinks kind of thing, and like it's usually end of the night or it's yeah. just before you go watch a movie or something. So eventually, we're like, okay. We did it. We did it. We 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 did a thousand. We did fifteen hundred, whatever. And um, yeah, I really like the game. It's it's so stupid simple. I've mentioned it so many times. I want to get the full size. I have the the junior version. Yeah. Um, it's funny I say that. I want. I really want to get the full size. I could get it. I just I'm really bothered by the price for what think, it is. I think this weekend I'll try to make myself one. Like I'll just use the Do plans it. online and make one. Cool. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Um, but yeah, tumbling dice. For the simple reason that once we get to that, it's not once we get to a certain point. Once somebody starts to win, everybody else is like, no, but I could have won if only if only I had two more rounds. So let's do 250 because then I have a chance to come. It's like the you do you play a game and somebody says best two out of three, best three out of five, best four to seven or whatever. So yeah. tumbling dice, my number four. Interesting. Interesting. I, I, I didn't put any games like that. The main reason being that I can play three games in a row. So I mm-hmm. don't I don't have that feeling because like they're quick games that you can just keep playing like you can play a second third fourth sixth game, sort of like Santorini. It's super yeah. short. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you can play it's six exactly games in like a row. That. Yeah, it's exactly like that. It's the, yeah. the it's the tic tac toe thing, right? And, you, and if yeah. you're losing, you say, okay, let's do best two out of three, right? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I don't I don't have that feeling, but I don't know what you're talking about. Like we just have different de- definitions of the same concept basically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, my number four is a game you mentioned which is called <laughs> tumbling already no, king no king of oh, tokyo <laughs> really king of tokyo is on yeah, your list king wow. of tokyo, crossover yeah. on yeah. this list yes that's interesting not expecting I, I, that. me either uh for for the same reasons um first you get like y- you finish the game before getting all the cards you wanted but i i have to admit I have played online on BGA with uh, a lot of people and man, are they good at getting cards and mm. they win that way. Like I'm, I don't get there. I don't know why I can't, but I like, they're good at comboing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, you know, in English, you can make verbs out of everything. Yeah, it's a beautiful language. It's the most beautiful language on the planet. The day I went to... I That's think an objective was, I th- ranking. I think it was Wendy's and they said, do you want to poutine your fries? I was like, man, you really... <laughs> do I fucking ever? <laughs> you, you really can make verbs out of everything. <laughs> now, that's the second thing you said. The first thing you said is, fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's true. You can make a verb out of anything. It's e- true. Exactly. So, comboing. They're good at comboing. You can verb that. Yeah. Um, but mainly I think the reason why it's too short is I never win this game. Literally. Like I lose, I'm like almost always the first or second loser. So I'm just like, I die. And then I'm just looking at the game. It's too short for me. I, I'm not saying it's like, totally. A, too, I'm not saying it's too short of a game. It's, it's too short for me. I suck at it, but, and it's kind of funny because you feel like it's, it's all luck, right? It's all dice. But some people are good at dice for some reason, uh, not me. So, uh, King of Tokyo, my number four. There's another game that I didn't put on my list. It's yeah. on honorable mentions. Um, very similar reasons. So I'll, I'll mention it then at that point. Okay. Um, my number three is The Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Uh, never this played is that one. A, it's a cool di- uh, dice, or dice uh, tile laying game where you are trying to get these different rooms and you need to get different rooms of different colors that match with one another uh, to build out a castle. And I guess the idea is that this king is so um, 
he's so uh, eclectic and bizarre uh, that he wants to have strange rooms beside each other like the 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 bathroom beside the uh the the beer garden and stuff like that like or but that's not that weird actually but like um you know like the 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 prison beside the bedroom like just you get these weird rooms and you just build them together because they work for your scoring opportunities but they're kind of strange to put together um and for me it's not necessarily that I feel like my engine has been developed enough and then it ends quickly which is I think you're going to go down that path for a couple of games as we get closer to your top one um but it feels like you finally got a castle. It's a little bit like your cartographer's one. I, I, I've got this castle. I'm starting to imagine it. I've got my little room here. I get to know the castle. And I, I'll look at the, the tiles. It's like, oh, should I put that near the garden? Or should I put that near the cellar? You know, like you're yeah. starting to think about your castle. And then all of a sudden, boom, the last card is drawn and that's it. And it's nice. And you've, you, everybody looks at their castle and you kind of tell a little story. Uh, some people are into that, more of the storytelling side of it <laughs> at the end. I was like, oh, yes, I ended up putting this by that. And I just like to, to see it kind of sprawl out of it. And then all of a sudden it stops sprawling. And also on top of that, you're thinking, if I can just get one more room of this color, or if I can just get more, one more room of this type, then I'll be able to, you know, get this score. And then all of a sudden it just ends, comes to an abrupt end. Uh, so it's similar to what you're saying where I still liked the game. I don't think that it's too short. I'd never want to play it again, but it just gives you that feeling of like, oh man, I, if only I had a couple more turns, this would be a slightly different outcome. Yeah. So my number three, the castles of mad King Ludwig. Okay. Tell me about that story at the end. Does it add anything <laughs> to the game? Like, do you get points with that? No, of course not. But some people will say like, uh, uh-huh. you know, they'll, Put, it's just like the geek voice, and they'll put it on and be like, oh my and, God. Uh, and my them. subjects, I'll uh, have the bathroom beside the blah, blah, blah. And then, and, and that for oh, them, it's it's man. fun. You know, it's man, fun. I just want to puke. I think I just vomit in my mouth. Uh, and the taste of that vomit was yeah. <laughs> the goddess sauce. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Green goddess sauce. Green goddess sauce. Um, I, was, I was asking because uh, you you have played When I Dream, right? Okay, so you know, but like at the end, when you have to sort of like remember the words you, you, uh, you guessed, you guessed correctly, yeah. and then make a story with it, and if you're able to do so, you get points for that. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, that's so true. I, I like that part of the game just because it actually has a purpose. You're you're telling, and I never get those points. I never remember the words I guessed correctly. <laughs> like never, ever, <laughs> yeah, ever. I had a hard time with that too. Yeah, I'm like I suck badly at it. But anyway, my number three, and I think you'll be surprised, is Agricola. Oh my God, I'm so surprised. <laughs> I, I didn't put this on my list because I knew this was going to be on your list, and I feel very similarly about it, but I didn't want to waste a yeah. spot for it. So Agricola, which is most likely my favorite game of all times, um, by the end of the game, Everyone has that feeling. Like when you like the game, by the end of the game, you're like, oh man, okay, so, but but I can't do this and I'm trying to do this and that and this and you're just trying to like, and then the game ends. But it's weird that I'm putting this on this list because that's one thing I love about the game. But I still feel like it's too short every single time, a single time I play. But th- I love that feeling of like, oh man, I'm so stressed out right now. I'm just like, I... I'm trying to do this and that, but then this prick just blocked me and then I, I can't do it. So I have to like think of a different way to make points and everything. So if you've played Agricola before, uh, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, it is a worker placement game, uh, which plays in 14 rounds. Uh, I know there's like a revised version. So if ever the new revised version doesn't have 14 rounds, I'm sorry. I have the game from like 15 years ago. Uh, which I absolutely love. So I don't care for the revised edition or anything like that. The new edition, family edition, I don't have that. But um, it plays in 14 rounds. You start the game with with a certain number of actions that are available on the on the on the board. And as it well, every round one action is added to the pool of actions that are available to you. You start the game with two workers, and as your family grows, because you make babies, you can go up to five workers. Um, so, and you're trying to, and that's what a lot of people are saying is bad about this game. You're trying to make a bit of everything. You can't really specialize in something. 
because the game's going to punish you. You have to feed your family. You have to make, you have to like um, um, grow veggies. You have to make sure that uh, animals reproduce themselves and you have to grow your family. You have to build your farm. You have to harvest your uh your um your fields and everything so basically you're and you have to like build fences and have animals and those blah blah blah. you're trying to do a bit of everything and a lot of people feel that that was fixed in caverna which i have never played so i have no clue but i don't really care because i absolutely love agricola so uh but by the end of the game i always feel like ah I wish I had a few more turns. So my number three, Agricola. I feel like the end of a lot of worker placement games is like that for me. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. maybe the less simple ones, not as much, but yeah, because the natural, there's like this natural cadence of it ending and you can kind of feel it, but still you get to the end and it's like, okay, the, uh, the game is done now because somebody did the last, you know, ending game condition or whatever you want to call it. And you're like, but I don't have that I've feeling. Even- let's say in stone age, stone age, not at all. Because we're doing the same no. thing the whole game. Well, there's still multiple options. It's not the same thing the whole game. But I, I do feel like, and it's happened to me, I'm like, oh, if only I've been able to do this, how many points would I have gotten? Or if only I'd been able to do that, how many points? So, and it, I have had that with Agricola. So I, I felt the same way and I knew you were going to mention it. So I didn't put it on my list. Ah, interesting. But anyway, number my, three. Agricola. Number two. My number two is uh, a tile playing, a tile placement game uh, called which is two in a row, I guess, technically, called Karuba. Uh, Karuba, Ah. this is a little bit of a weird one to put on this list because it has two ending conditions. The first ending condition is the last tile is laid, like, because everybody has the same fixed amount of tiles. And so if we've played the last tile, that's the end of the game. So in that situation, it doesn't feel like it's too short for me. But it's when the other ending condition happens where some other player has clearly done something more efficient than you and they've gotten their dudes to the temples and so if some player goes yeah i've got all my dudes to the temples the game ends immediately and you're like about to put down that last tile that's going to give you the perfect (laughs) connection that like all of a sudden you got all these points and shit that like is that same stressful like okay i'm about to get i'm about to get i'm about to get oh sorry i i ended the game all my dudes are at the temples so to me i always feel like i'm "Ah." sorry jake i'm sorry why i just have better planning that's it oh exactly well i mean i guess at the end of the day that's the thing it's like it's the same exact tiles yeah so why can't we it's about who makes it the most efficient i guess eh but yeah um, exactly it's it's interesting but at the beginning you don't know it's going to happen so you're making these interesting decisions everybody's slightly different and you're hoping i just need this one last tile i just need to put one more in there's like there's a couple tiles left like four or five tiles left i think i can get it done and someone's like oh i got it i got all my dudes to the temples game's over but the beauty of this game is that even though like let's say you sent only three workers to the temples and then someone else sent all four you still have the it's still possible that you won because it works with points like so if your first three temples you were the first to get there you get more points for those also if you collected the the gold nuggets and the diamonds you get points for that as well so it's possible that you still win it's true. So it's not, I, it doesn't feel like, oh, the game's over and they won because they got their, their guys there. It's true. But you still have this feeling of like, oh, I almost did yeah. this one last perfect tile move and, uh, and it ends. And I've never, I don't think I've ever played it where the last tile gets played because there's always somebody that plays slightly more efficient or strategic just by chance. I know yeah. there's still a lot of luck about it, but um, yeah, my number two, Karuba. Interesting. My number two is a, an engine building game uh, called Gizmos. So gizmos is so satisfying when you like actually have combos. You combo. So I use that verb. I'm using that verb again. You're you're comboing, Uh, and as you progress, you're like, man, okay, it's awesome. So when I do this, I get to the to do all of those like all of those things. So I'm trying. I'm gonna try to do it again and again and again. You're trying like to make your combos better. and it's it's like it's such a good feeling when your machine starts working, like your engine is actually doing something, and then the game ends, and you're like, oh man, I wish I could just like keep like beating those guys because <laughs> they're not doing a great job at engine building. Um, 
I guess you could make the game longer because it's a game wet where you just like you stop whenever you I think it's uh the first to 16 cards I think I can't remember every time yeah. like I'm super bad at numbers it's a certain but, number of cards yeah yeah like I'm I'm every single time I open a box I have to look at the number I never remember how many cards you're supposed to take how many blah 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 but I think it's the first to 16 cards or the 14 or 16 cards that like the game's over and that's it so I guess you could make uh, like a home version of it. Like you want to play a shorter game, you just say first to 10. Then you want to like play it for like an hour. You can say first to 24. But still, like if you're playing the actual rules of the game, every single time like, oh, so yeah, it's over. Even yeah. when I even when I win, I'm just like, oh, oh yeah, okay. Well, yes, yay, I get one. <laughs> but uh, it's such a good game. Uh, so my number two, Gizmos. I thought about this type of too short with uh, wingspan a little bit too, where you're trying to get your chain reactions to work in your favor or whatever. But yeah, but I don't have like the e- same. Even though I love wingspan, I don't have that feeling. It's not the okay. same type of. Uh, have you played Gizmos? No, not yet. Okay, so because it's not the same type of machine. Like I feel like wingspan, you 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 are building an engine like in every single line. Yeah. But it like the the combos are not as satisfying in a way. Okay. Like it, okay. it's it's okay. it's still a great like I love wingspan, but I don't have that feeling of like, oh my god, that was awesome. I I got to do this cuz there's just a certain number of cards you can have in a row, right? And mm-hmm. at some point mm-hmm. the like the fourth mm-hmm. card you're going to put there costs you a lot more. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Sure. Whereas in Gizmos, like you could have like just cheap. I mean, you can put a card that costs more, uh, and they give you more points. But you can have like just a shitload of like cheap cards, and they have combos, and you win tons of stuff. But of of course, it's an engine builder. So you uh, at at like at the beginning of the game, you're just allowed to have a certain number of ingredients. And as you progress, you can add cards that will give you more space for more ingredients, and then. You can reserve more cards that, like, at, the, at first you're only able to make like to reserve one uh, to put them aside, so they you keep them for you anyway. So, uh, but as you progress, it's like it has that like aha feeling. You're just like, oh man, I got yeah, that's awesome. Like, I because usually on your turn you do one thing, but then by the end you pick a marble, and then because of that, it it triggers like seven actions and you're just like ping, 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 ping. And you're just like, yes, man, that was awesome. That was my turn. Anyway. So number two, Gizmos. Very cool. Uh, my number one is a game that I want to like, I want to like it. And every time I play it, I don't, I wait a couple months and I get another copy and then I play it again and I dislike it and I get rid of it. Uh, house in the hills. Yeah, it's Betrayal at House on the Hill. And it's a popular enough game that getting a used copy is pretty easy. 15, it's not, 20 bucks. Oh. It's not fun. I, guys, I, guys, I, well, it's guys, it's not out. a fun game. So I and so now I have like the upgraded components and everything. Like I'm ready to play it, like the definitive version or whatever you want to call it. And I'm ready to try and give it another chance. Because I love the idea. That crappy horror movie in a board game, perfect for Halloween time. My favorite season uh, is fall. So the reason I think it's too short, and this is one where it could have been, it's too long too, because sometimes the haunt takes forever. Like once once the haunt starts and you've got like the one versus all or the house versus all or like, a you know, whatever, that part can be really long and drawn out and boring and it feels unbalanced and it's just not that good. But I think... I hate it when you're playing. And so the way that you choose if the haunt starts is you roll, you roll some dice. And if you roll less than the amount of cards that are, are um, omen cards that are uh, collectively been col- uh, collected by the, by the team, then the haunt starts. So that means like, in theory, it could start really freaking early. And maybe you haven't explored the house. And so you're now doing this weird like push and pull haunt somebody versus the entire rest of the table and there's not even that much of a house to run around in because you didn't 
build that much. And I've had that happen a couple times playing it. And it's one of the reasons I disliked the game. It's like, we didn't even do the explore, the explore the house part. Like, that's supposed to be a really critical part of this game. Explore the house, find the tools, get to know the different things, find the secret passageways and the different stairway, whatever. It's like all of a sudden we're in a haunt and then that haunt is potentially shitty and unbalanced and whatever. So I, I think that I really like this as my number one because of I think that if you could make that part of the game more, I don't want to just say longer just because that wouldn't necessarily solve the problem, but make it more structured so that it, it made a more interesting haunt with more prepared players on all sides of the table. I think that would help the game. It's one of the things I think that would help the game be better. But I've had it happen where there's like three omen cards, I think, and you you roll. And it's six dice, but some of the faces are blank. So it's easy to, you know, not get more than three or two dots on the on the die on the dice. So it's like uh it, it can really make the game feel like, oh, and now it's gonna be done. And it didn't really get to do the ex- exploration part that's the most fun, uh, or like an interesting part of the game. So my number one. Betrayal at House on the Hill. Yeah, it's not too short. It's too long. Like one second of this game is too long. It's it's not a great game. Sorry for all of you guys that like I know it's a popular game. I just it is. It's a cult classic board game. I wanna like it. I want to. I don't, but I want to. Yeah, I I feel like liking uh, Betrayal at the House on the Hill is sort of like liking Obladi Oblada. It's not because the Beatles wrote it that it's a good song. I mean, they have plenty of good songs. You don't have to love the crappy one. So No, but I there's something about it that every time I play it, I'm like, this could be really good. But it feels like that perfect experience is so unattainable or if there are because i haven't played more than five or six times that's not much i mean it's more than i've played a lot of games (laughs) but it's it's not that much in the grand scheme of things so somebody would be like man there's like 45 haunts in the book you have to play at least haunt 32 and 21 before you fucking shit on it it's like okay i'm not gonna play a game 45 times before i decide if i like it but no i see the potential I, i wonder if there could be a game that replaces this in popularity, because you might be like, "Well, Mansions of Madness is in a house and it's creepy." Eh, it's not quite the same. That, that's what yeah, I was. Right. That's what I was like. I feel like the only parts of Betrayal at House on the Hill that I like are part of like you get them in Mansions of Madness, which is like it's not the same type of game at all. But mm-hmm. it, it, but like the parts that I like, like discovering new rooms and stuff like that, like that that part you get in 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 Mansions of Madness. And Mansions of Madness is an absolute gem. It's a great, great game. So I don't know. Betrayal, not a fan. Like so much. Like I've I've heard good things about the Scooby-Doo version of it. And I like I could have bought it for like $15 many times. I'm I'm sort of like curious to try it, but at the same time, I'm like, man, it's betrayal. I don't know. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. It's funny because I can't resist board games ever. And then I can resist that one. So there you go. Yeah, exactly. There are certain uh, there are certain things in the world like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, my number one. I'm I'm gonna name a game, but I would say it's probably the same for most of that genre of games. Uh, it's Marvel Legendary. So, mm. and, but I would say it would work for most deck builders. Uh, we had a similar feeling playing uh, Clank, for example. Where you feel like, man, if if someone had just waited to go back to the like the entrance of the castle, uh, or like to go back to like to exit whatever map, because depending on the map, it's not always a castle. But in the in the base version, like the, the 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 original game, it's a castle. So if someone just had waited until they went back up, like we could have gotten all these treasures and everything, but then. You don't because someone went back, so there's sort of like a timer that goes off when whenever uh, that happens. It's like the end is triggered. So um, and Marvel Legendary has a like has that feeling. So basically, you're if ever you've never played a deck builder, you start your game with a shitty hand, and you're trying to make your deck better. Um, and then as man, that sound, that was close to a different word. Yeah, it was close. Man. Yeah, it was, it very, was very close. close. I was like, it was mispronounced. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah it games was, that are too short. Yeah, exactly. Like games that are too short, and I'm talking about a deck. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I just <laughs> lost my job. I just. I mean, yeah. I can. I'll make that part really loud. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. The part so like that everyone the, the job <laughs> part. <laughs> <laughs> job, job, job. If you know what I mean. Anyway, yeah. so in Marvel Legendary, so as you go, you're gonna hire heroes that will make your deck better, and like uh, there are cards that are very hard to acquire, and usually you ha- you you get to have one in the course of a game, but it usually happens by the end of the game, and it's super rare that you get to play that card more than once. And most often, you'll, you won't even play that card. You get it. You put it in your discard pile, and then you never play it. And then the, game, the game's over. Like, you either lose or you win, but the game's over, and you're like, oh, I really wanted to play that awesome card. There's only one copy of that card, and you, you don't play it often enough. And that's the sucky part about this game, which is funny because it's definitely one of my top... Like, <laughs> I don't know if I made my top 20 or top 10 if it would be there, but I feel like it would because I have, I love that game. But that feeling that you like you end the game and you didn't get to play those awesome cards, it kind of sucks even though it's an awesome game. So, and I know the my friends that like who play Marvel Legendary with me all the time, they feel the same and I've played with the same people when we played Clank. Uh, I don't have that feeling with Dominion. I don't have tons of love for dominion it's like it's a great game but then there's better so like the mechanic is awesome i haven't played all the expansions i think there's like a 14th that just came out but i haven't played all the expansions so maybe if i played the expansions i would have a similar feeling but still i probably in ascent and stuff like that um you have similar feelings anyway my number one is marvel legendary very cool i like the game I don't love it, but I like it. Uh, I could be convinced to play it again with the right group and the right, uh, you know, special cards you put in. Like, there's for me, it would come down to a theme thing, like picking certain superheroes I love in that universe, because I know you have all of the expansions, so I'd be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So, Luke, do you have any honorable mentions you wanna you wanna share? Do I have a yes? Zombie fifteen. So that's that's the game I want to talk, to talk about. Like Zombie fifteen is too short in the way that it takes forever to set up and then it lasts 15 minutes. So yeah. th- that's it. Like, and that's the part, like it takes 25 minutes to, to set up and then 15 minutes to play. So, and it's going to appear also on the list of too long because it takes too long in total for only 15 minutes to play. You're there for 40 minutes. Yeah. So, uh, so that's the special mention. Okay, cool. I put that on my honorable mentions as well. Uh, I put other fixed timer games like Fuse and Escape the Curse of the Temple because it's like you you barely feel like you have enough time to finish. Talked yeah. about Tapestry uh, when you when you mentioned one of your games and how it felt like you never have enough turns or seasons to finish. Uh, Agricola, of course. Small World, even though I know that I can see the end coming. I was like, maybe I have just enough time to have a new you know uh, hmm. race. And it and it just like usually doesn't work out for me because I didn't have enough time to s- spread them. Mm-hmm. Power Grid. Uh, feel like I just got that economic engine going. I feel rich. I feel like I can buy the resources I need. I feel like I can bid on the on the power plants I want, and the game's done. Uh, and Werewolf, for the same reason you said King of Tokyo. You get eliminated the first round, and you're just sitting there watching everybody else play. So that makes it too long, but the game was too short. Um, so yeah, those are my special mentions. And before we go, I just want to say that I, uh, I backed two Kickstarters this week, which I know is a disease. Like it's a disease, uh, but I back. I it. almost backed one for a table. I should share it with you. Oh yeah, I've seen those. Uh, no, I backed Legacy of You by Shem Phillips. It's a solo game only, which is funny because I'm not a fan of solo board games. But uh, it's a solo legacy game uh, that is completely resettable. And according to Shem Phillips himself. Uh, it's, it's possible to replay the game and have a different feeling. So like the same mm. person can replay the whole uh, campaign, which it, it ends when either you win seven games or you lose seven games and that's it. You're okay. done. Okay. okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to, to see what it does. 
and uh, I backed the Fox Experiment, which is uh, Elizabeth Hargrave game. So it's her new game. Oh, I saw that in the news this week. Yeah, new game coming out. Yeah, and it's uh, I guess it's based on an experiment that was ran that was run in Russia at some point where they they were trying to like. Uh, breed foxes and make them like the way they want. So it was an experiment. Anyway, uh, so uh, the fox experiment, uh, I love her games. I love how they're based on science and they have facts that are actually accurate. So, uh, yeah, so we'll see what it does, what it gives. Yeah, we'll, but, yeah. we'll tell you about those ones when Luke gets them in. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to this episode of Ménage à deux. Until next time, you have been listening to Jake and Luke. And this has been our board game podcast. Ménage à deux. This one wasn't too short. 